Hey, this is Heath Paget, and welcome to the RV Entrepreneur Podcast, episode 143. Hey, this is Heath Paget, and welcome to the RV Entrepreneur Podcast, episode 142. The RV Entrepreneur is a weekly show for nomadic entrepreneurs, and we're in the middle of a test drive series right now with Alyssa on what she learned from writing, launching, and marketing her first book, A Beginner's Guide to Living in an RV, which she corrected me, has now sold over 9,000 copies instead of 8,000. It's very important that I put that fact in there. (laughs) It really has done well uh, in the last six months since we have launched it, and the whole purpose of doing this series was really just to dig into things that she's learned in that process, so if you're interested in launching a book on Amazon, a lot of people have this idea of maybe one day launching a book or writing something. So that's what we've been digging into in this series. And today we're going to be talking about what she specifically learned around how to get more traction with Amazon. Thanks for being back on the podcast, Alyssa. I like being on the show. It's fun. (laughs) So let's dig into first the keywords. Like how did you choose the right keywords for your book? Because again, thinking about Amazon, like a search engine, like a marketplace because it is uh, and people are just going to be searching your book randomly because they're not all going to come from your Facebook or Instagram. Mm -hmm. How did you pick your keywords? I like how you think that Instagram could actually sell books. I I mean, if you have a ton of followers, maybe it can. Maybe. Generally, it can. All right. So let's talk about keywords. Uh, Keywords stressed me out. If you're going to publish a book anywhere else, like on like Gumroad, like you did, you don't need keywords because it's just going to be on your website. But thinking about Amazon, you have to choose seven keywords. I think it's up to seven. I don't think you actually have to choose seven, but they give you seven slots for keywords. They give you two slots for categories. And yes, this stressed me out beyond belief. And I ended up asking um, a friend, Kelsey, podcast editor, Kelsey, um, as you all know her, you know, how do I do this? Because she has actually sold products on Amazon and she's been an Amazon consultant for other companies selling um, products on Amazon. So I'm like, okay, this is the person to ask. And I'm, you know, I'm just looking at these seven boxes of keywords thinking, how am I going to just choose seven words, which is when she told me there's a service or I guess a a software called Merchant Words. We'll put a link to that in the um, show notes page where you can just go in and type in like whatever your book is about. So my book is about travel or my book is about RVing and you can download a CSV of all of the related search terms and it will tell you how often those search terms are searched each month in Amazon. It's an expensive service, or I would say it's an expensive service. It's $60 a year. So if you're just doing a one-off product, that's why I asked Kelsey if I could just use hers because it didn't seem like it was going to be worth the $60 to me. I guess that's like me saying, hey, if you want to ask Kelsey, <laughs> she has this account. In hindsight, it probably was though. Oh, in hindsight, it's definitely worth it. We were sitting down with our friend Michelle a few weeks ago, who Mm -hmm. just launched her book on Amazon, who I had on the podcast, Michelle, uh, talking about unconventional budget accommodations and her ebook. And one of the things that we learned when we were sitting next to her was you got on there onto the software and basically Mm -hmm. started plugging in different keywords that she had listed for her book. And we realized a couple of the ones that she had listed for her title, Mm -hmm. nobody was actually searching for on Amazon. So I think this is a really, really relevant to do before you come up with the title and subtitle of your book. Because eye opener. Yeah, you could just try to choose like a random cutesy type word that nobody's searching and it may work out for you, but But maybe odds are it won't because literally no one is searching it, which is really cool because you can see it'll tell you like less than ten, less than a hundred, or you know, seventeen thousand. Like RVing books gets a ton of hits. 
Whereas, like, I can't even think of another example that wouldn't do well. But, like, maybe just RVing alone gets less hits. Yeah, so, no, that makes sense. So looking at, yeah, looking at her book specifically, we were working with her title and trying to figure out which keywords would be better or which ones are actually getting searches. So taking the time, using a service like Merchant Words, because if I hadn't used that service, I'd probably still be trying to figure out what are the seven best words? Like, what are people searching related to RVing? And it's just... As I have learned in business, if you can pay a software or a person to do something for you and they can do it in a quarter or a tenth of the time, it is always worth it. Because if I would have known, I could just plug in two words into the software and download a CSV file in 30 yeah, seconds. It's worth I, it. Yeah, it's it's totally worth it. Other than keywords. Is categories. And they're closely related. And you can actually, when you're looking at the keywords, kind of get a good idea for what categories they could go in. So like all my keywords basically have the word RVing in them. So I'm going to search in Amazon categories for a category that's about RVing. Guess what? There's not one. Surprise. So it makes categories really hard. (laughs) That was another thing that really stumped me. And I asked Kelsey again, you know, help me figure this out. So whenever you go, just so you know what categories are, whenever you go to a products page, there's like a section says product details and it'll tell you like the sales rank and then it tells you the sales rank in specific categories. So if you look at my book, it's like number one in auto and RV travel. Well, auto and RV travel isn't like a category I can choose in the back end when I'm setting up my book, but road travel is. So like that's one that I chose and then camping is and that's one of my other categories. So the really confusing thing about categories is when you look at the categories on your actual Amazon page or on like similar product pages, you don't see those in the back end as ones to choose. You just have to choose like the the closest related ones. I don't know why that's the way it is, but that is the way it is on Amazon and it makes it very, very confusing. So that took me a long time to figure out. But we mostly just looked at related books. I probably looked at like the first three pages of results when you Google RVing books, not Google RVing books, Amazon search RVing books, just looking at what categories they are ranking in and then use all that research to choose my two categories. So you chose road travel and camping. And why didn't you choose like travel or something more broad? Oh, that would be a waste of a category because if you're going to compete Like, think of it as, like, these are the areas you're competing in. If you're going to compete with all of travel, you're going to compete with well over a million books. Or if you just choose camping or road travel, like, those are the two that I chose, then I'm only competing with the books. I mean, you're really, you're competing with everything on Amazon, but I'm only really competing for rank with those books within those categories, which is why I, you know, I'm usually ranking the top three in both of those categories because I've chosen ones that are very specific to the topic of my book, which is really the the biggest thing is when you're choosing keywords, when you're choosing categories, make sure that they are as close to your book topic, title, subtitle, chapter titles as possible because the more relevant they are, the more actual conversions you're going to get into book sales. So what are some of the things that you did once you actually had your book all ready to go that actually helped it get out there and get momentum on Amazon? Talking like algorithm and sales. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I know we have like four or five Mm -hmm. things. Actually, there's probably a list of like 20 things that we did for your book. But I just want to go through some of the more important ones that you think really, really helped get it out there. I'd say the three biggest factors that you need to look at for like just if we're talking about the algorithm in general is how many sales you're making, what your sales rank is like specifically in those 
categories that we just talked about and then how many reviews your book has and that was one thing that we could really control because I can't control how many people are going to buy the book and I can't control how how well it's going to rank because who knows like the book that I'm always second to in camping is like a New York Times bestseller about this guy surviving in the woods I'm pretty sure it's a novel it's not it even is, yeah. like a I've it's not it. even a how-to book about about camping just camping is part of the book so you never know what you're going to be competing with but the reviews is something that we could semi-control by actually asking people to leave reviews. So right now the book has, I think, 205 reviews. And, you know, obviously there was zero whenever I launched it. My goal was to get 50 reviews in the first week. I think I ended up getting 37 in the first day. And so we just created a launch team. And talking about creating a launch team, this was something that we had been part of and we had seen a lot of other authors create book launch teams and we had done that as well for clients. Mm -hmm. So basically the book's coming out and you have a list of people that you reach out and give early access to the book so they can check it out, make sure it's good. Like super fans. Yeah, super fans, people that are really excited about it. And essentially whenever the book came out, ask them to leave a review, Mm -hmm. uh, an honest review in exchange for that kind of that early access to the book, right? I mean, that's kind of the fine line with Amazon. That's going to be against their terms of use. If you're going to give them a free book and say, this is an exchange for you writing review, that if Amazon sees that you're doing that, they will take your book down. That actually happened to Ramit Sethi whenever he launched his um, last book, Your Move. It was removed from Amazon and none of our, I don't think the book was removed for Amazon, but all of his reviews were removed because they thought that that was happening because he got so many reviews in like the first really? day or, or first hour, which I thought was kind of hilarious. Um, totally sucks and super stressful because I know a lot of my reviews actually got removed from like people that I'm Facebook friends with. Those ones were getting yeah. removed because Amazon can see stuff like that. So you want to be very careful if you are going to have a launch team that you in no way are saying, I'm giving you this free book and you are going to give me a review. So what I did is none, none of the people on my launch team got a free version of my finalized book, but they got that first draft that we talked about that I sent out to my email list. Before it was finalized. And Before things. it was finalized, anything like that. And I was very clear that like, hey, this is, you know, it's been updated. Here's, are, here's some things that have been added, things like that. But what that did was, and because I did tell all the launch team, hey, it's going to be free for you to pick up on these two days whenever it, it launches is that those people could then go buy the book for free and that tells Amazon it's going to be a verified review because they actually purchased the ebook or purchased the product. So having it actually be a verified transaction is going to make those reviews, I'm not going to say like more weighted, but it doesn't send off those red flags with Amazon like, hey, this person is like very clearly asking people to write reviews. Does that make sense? Totally makes sense. So and it's another thing that you release your book for free, so it's getting up there in the top free or free charts or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then when people are seeing it, they've never heard of you, they've never heard of the book, but they see that it's got 37 reviews and it just came out. So it's kind of also a social validation thing. Oh, totally. As, as it's getting up there, is that it's not just this book that is is you know getting traction, but it's actually got legitimate reviews from verified users and people that have actually paid. Right. It's more than just like that's good for the algorithm. Like tells the algorithm, hey here, this is a five-star book or a four-star book based on people's reviews and getting more and more reviews is going to help boost you in that way. But yes, it does tell potential buyers. And then, you know, people here now, six months later, they can look back at all the reviews that there have been reviews 
for six months and there's, you know, 200 of them now. So it's like, okay, this is a good book. It's been verified by this many people. So what are some of the other main things that we did? Because it's been like six months now, so I'm having to like think back. <laughs> so what are some of the other things that we did to help gain momentum on Amazon that, on that were really important in addition to reviews? Sales rank was a big one. Things that you can control. To some extent, like what we did to quote unquote control sales rank, I guess to influence it would be a better word, was making that book available for free. So it was a free for the first 48 hours, the first two days. And each quarter with Amazon promotions, you get five free days. So in the first month, my book was free for five days. Two were just those first two and then three random ones. I think the last day of the month I made free so that I could get um, over 5,000 in my first month. So that's kind of how the free days work. And each time you get those spikes you know you're gonna get up higher and higher in sales ranks and your rank for all of amazon sales ranks specifically and that is going to tell amazon you know of the future you know a month after those free spikes that tells amazon like hey this book did this well in this first month so talking about sales rank like overall sales rank in in amazon not just in your specific categories because i do think that gets kind of confusing if you talk about sales rank if you look on a product page, you're going to see like four different sales ranks on there. But the overall one, when you make it free, you get those spikes. So you're up a lot higher in the overall sales rank. And then Amazon, from what I've read, takes your whole first month of sales, all the, like your numbers and what your sales ranks were and all that kind of thing. And that is like one of the biggest factors for how the book is going to sell a month later, two months later and, and today. I'm not sure how or exactly why, but I read multiple articles that said like that first month is is super important. Just the way, just the same way that the very first day is is super important. So making sure that you try it as hard as you can in that first month to keep getting sales, whether that's you know getting people to share the link, getting people to post um, reviews, not just like on Amazon but on their own blogs, um, things like that, getting podcast guest interviews things like that is get the book out as much as possible so there's a couple other things i remember that we did uh to help boost your amazon game when your book came out which was uh you spent a good bit of time on your author page and mm -hmm. so actually like writing because that's a chance for people to get to know you on your amazon page so like yours is uh you talk about loving s'mores and it's super personable you reached out to some of our friends who are rvers to get reviews like technomadia and people that have been rving for a while to basically say like this is a good book mm -hmm. and then in addition to that one thing that you did that i think really helped was you said specifically what this book covers and what it doesn't cover because we don't have experience with kids traveling pets traveling or downsizing from a house and a lot of people might expect that from a book about RVing. We didn't want people to like get in there. And I remember I, I think I had thrown this out to you was that you should include that because we didn't want people to buy the book and be disappointed and, disappointed and then leave bad reviews, right. which hurts the algorithm and everything. Plus, it, you want them to have a good experience and know what they're getting. Right. Actually, I think from what I've read that if bad reviews don't necessarily negatively affect your results and oh, they algorithm wise but they may affect whether somebody but yeah they're, they're gonna affect whether i'm sorry they're gonna affect whether or not someone actually purchases it so that, yes that is something that so you went over three things really quickly that all kind of encompass making sure you have a complete product page is very important so you mentioned creating an author account having an author bio having editorial reviews, which is those are the influencer reviews, other bloggers, things like that, and then having a good book description. 
very important factors to consider. So the author page really struggled. If you're human, you probably struggle writing a bio about yourself. And I wrote probably seven different ones before I finally settled. I hate writing bios about myself. It's literally the worst thing ever. Yeah, I will spend and, like three yeah. hours. And I it's usually like, end up rewriting It's yours. like a sentence long. Yeah. Because exa- it's, it's hard. It's hard to talk about yourself. So I wrote out multiple ones. I finally settled on one that was like... More personable. About s'mores and about you know traveling to all 50 states um you can just google my name i think people if you really want to read it having one that sets the same tone as the tone of your book is finally what kind of clicked for me is like okay when people read my book i want them to think it's informative and i want them to think it's funny but mostly i want them to think i'm funny so i wanted my bio to reflect that to be funny i don't think my book description is funny enough I've always thought that it wasn't funny enough, but it is very descriptive and it has the right keywords. And like you're saying, it it very clearly represents what content you can expect in the book and what content will not be included in the book. So that I, I just it's not funny enough. It's really hard to make a book description funny. These are the things that keep me awake at night. It's like you can't it can't be super descriptive necessarily and funny. Maybe it could be. No, we should it, have had a funny be. cover. I'm just not funny enough yeah. to make it. I actually funny. saw one person that had bought the book uh-huh. because they said that they read the preview because you can click and read up to ten percent of the book and the Amazon preview or whatever. Yes, ten percent. And uh, they saw that you had said SMH stands for shaking my head. And they were like, oh, that's funny. You know, head. it was just like they saw that you weren't taking yourself too seriously. So I would also say that it's almost like writing a blog post is that you can wrap people in in those first couple sentences. And really, mm-hmm. like that's another. all of these are selling points is what we were talking about earlier as we were kind of prepping for this episode was just like there there. You can't just do one or two things. You need to have your categories, your keywords, your yeah, book no cover pressure, but you have to do everything. Well, right. as many as you can, I think it's important to, to try to look and say like I you don't just and another thing that we hadn't really brought up but I think is relevant but so this is just becoming if you're writing a book here's your to-do list here's the hundred things exactly Uh, so another thing that we had looked at was like a lot of the books about RVing had just kind of crappy covers like they were just like photos with some text thrown over them uh and you could just art yeah so we hired suzanne who's the podcast cover who created my podcast cover art and paid her Mm -hmm. i think 150 bucks to go and create covers for your book and it looks really professional the the front the spine and back so that would also be for the the paperback version we went through a lot on this one as far as like what you need to know to get your amazon page up and running and i know we kind of skipped over some parts about like actually writing the book Mm -hmm. and we want to dig into a little bit more of like some of the things that we did to help launch your book well Um, i mean that's why this is a series series and it's not all one episode because that'd be really overwhelming but all the details and things that we worked through on on this specific post we'll put those in the show notes so you can read through and and reference it and bookmark it for whenever you're working on your own Amazon page. Are there any other things about Amazon that you want to share in this one specifically? There's like a thousand other things. How much time do we have? Pretty much out of time for this (laughs) test drive. In the next two episodes, we're going to talk about just writing tips that Alyssa learned, how to be Mm -hmm. productive and Mm -hmm. actually get your writing done, what software she's tested and used for writing. In the last episode, we'll just talk about building a launch team and all the things that we did basically to get her book out there in addition to what we covered at today's episode. So a lot more to come. A lot more to come. All right. We'll see you guys next time on the RV Entrepreneur Podcast. Mm -hmm.